behind the scenes for years, I have been working on putting together a nonprofit program that aids the youth aging out of the foster care system. Most of these youth face homelessness, addiction, incarceration, or worse. At best, many continue the cycle of negativity by entering into what is most familiar, like abusive relationships, unwanted pregnancy, poverty, unsafe work trades, leading to even more children entering the foster care system and families living off government welfare. To break these chains and end the cycle, I have come up with the Sterling Lives program. This is a transitional program granting youth an eco-friendly and affordable housing solution, safe work opportunities, flexible scheduling that allows them to prioritize mental health, education, and job training, all while boosting the rural economy with sustainable, environmentally focused tourism. To make this a reality, all the proceeds from my projects like this podcast, the MW Wine Club, and the Fetching Barker will go into building up the Sterling Lives program. Ways you can help is to become a VIP Wine Club member, snagging some MWP merch, keeping your pup fetching by shopping the Fetching Barker, drinking One Hope Wine, and donating directly at the Sterling Lives GoFundMe. All links are in the show notes below. We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. You want me to do the intro in front of you? Yes. I normally listen to the episode and do it in secret in my bathroom, and I record it on my phone. But do you want me to do it right now? Yes. Don't Why look- are you asking me, like, multiple times? Just fucking do it, woman. Because I'm nervous. Just fucking do it. Don't look at me, okay? Look over there. Look at the Christmas tree. <laughs> Isn't this what Gen Z people do? <laughs> I don't know. Eat Tide Pods? No, we well, anyway. this shit. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Emma Don, and today I am sitting at my kitchen table with my friend Amethyst, and she is going to be sharing how she became a fitness coach and also created her program, The Busy Mommy Blueprint. Busy Mom Blueprint. Business Mom Blue. Busy Mom Blueprint. Tongue twister. Okay, say it ten times fast. Busy mom blueprint. 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 I normally hype people up in these um, in these intros, but I I can't. It's like I'm, I'm nervous. All right, help me welcome to the show, Amethyst. Thank you for sitting at my kitchen table with me. You're welcome, dear. Thank you for having me on the show. Ooh, I'm gonna insert a real applause there. I like that. <laughs> um, Production and editing, it's its a great thing. <laughs> it is, it is. And honestly, like, I'm just very um, grateful 
for you for having me on the show and for having me it, on the podcast. It's you're welcome. It's actually how we met. It is. This is entirely how we met. We Except met because go lay down. you posted in a mom group that we're both a part of in, mm-hmm. or that you were a part of on Facebook. <laughs> don't um, even get me started. I, I don't think we've even um, talked about No, I did talk about it on the podcast, that episode's yes. coming. Um, but no, we, we met because you had made a post about wanting to get more people on your podcast on Mommy Wines, and... I was like, whoa, I'm looking for a way to get word about my business out there. So yeah, definitely this is a great way to like get the word out there. And then of course we just so happen to become like best friends in the process <laughs> and now hang out like on the regular and like are totally planning a trip to Scotland. Um <laughs> it is coming. It I, is. I have cork in my wine. Um Yeah. What do you? Th- oh, first of all, what do you think of this wine? It's really sour. The dick is trash. Okay, it's 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 trash. Um, it sort of tastes like soap. Yeah, not like good. If you if you mixed Dawn like dish soap with, I, I was this. like almost curious if I left soap in the glass, but I rinsed them out pretty good. No, you did a really good job rinsing them out. I watched you rinse them out, but. Well, we we just need to drink more of it then. Yeah. Um, the first, the quicker we get through this wine, the quicker it goes away, right? Right. There we go. It's not four bottles. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna sip that again. Um, I don't even. I could. I I could get the bottle. Let's do a little sip or spill wine review. This is. I can't even pronounce that. Do you want me to pronounce it? Trin... Trinchero? Napa Valley. Mary's yeah. Single Vineyard Sauvignon Blanc. 2016. Oh, you know where we went wrong? We probably should have grabbed the 2014. We but, probably should have grabbed the 2014. But you know You're what? Right, These are... Like, I like Pinot Grigios and Sauvignon Blancs when they're, like, two, maybe three years old. I don't like them any older than that. Reds, that's like a different story. Mm-hmm. Like you could drink an old aged vintage red wine all day long. But whites, I feel like need to be just quick. Quick formenting. Younger than a 10 year old car note? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I get you. Again, you're. I'm still so new to wine drinking, though. It's it's something that like I've definitely grown a lot in our friendship so far with wine drinking. Oh, wow! Yeah. I'm, but, so, I'm so flattered. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Like you have made somebody who used to drink barefoot, oh, like dear. now interested in wine more so than I am whiskey at times. Ooh. And that's only because we're not in Scotland yet. Yeah, that's that's really saying something. Because then, then you're going to try the whiskey with me. But it's okay. I feel like I'm going to be... I'm going to be very responsible in, like, having a nightcap or two. <laughs> not... We're not going to be playing, like, flip cup with whiskey, okay? <laughs> like... 
This is something, so... We don't have to play flip flip cup with whiskey. We just have to have fancy meals and be women in kilts. We, at least we have to be wearing plaid every day on this vacation, okay? And I went then, on ThreadUp the other day. Have you ever been on ThreadUp? No. Oh my god. ThreadUp is like a, um online thrift store where you can shop by designer. You can shop by your own sizes. Okay. It, this is not an ad, it, but ThreadUp, you know come through my dms if you want to sponsor the show but thread up is like my favorite you can even search um things like new with tags mm -hmm. um which is something that i do a lot for myself i don't do i don't think they do kids i think they might but i'm not really sure um but like if i ever buy anything for myself especially mm -hmm. when i had gone back to work after being at home mm -hmm. um i bought like all of my super cute like Michael Kors, like work tops for like 12, 15 bucks each. Wow, that's cheap. ThreadUp is bomb. So I went on ThreadUp the other day and I looked for things that were plaid and flannel. <laughs> Dude, flannel is like half of what I wear though. So that, that one's really easy for me. Yeah, I was like, oh, what should I wear in Scotland? I was like, um, wool sweaters and flannel. <laughs> See, wool sweaters is something like, I'm not too much of a sweater gal. I'm like, tight-fitting clothing, throw a flannel over it as a cardigan, we're good. Like, sweater I'm wearing today is actually still plaid in some sort of fashion. Some sort, yeah. But, it's and, and I believe it's wool, too. So it would work in Scotland. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Bad but, thing about wool? Dry clean only. Uh, I didn't listen. I'm pretty sure I washed this. <laughs> Again, I, I have a hard time womaning so like that's why i do the fitness stuff and i lift heavy shit so let's talk about that so how you've told me a little bit mm -hmm. but obviously you have not told everyone else so spill the beans on the podcast how did this even become a thing like how did you get started in fitness <laughs> so um honestly I got to start a little bit ahead of where fitness really came into my life. Um, fitness, like, has always been something that's been of interest to me. But I didn't originally go to school for fitness. Yeah, you went to school for art. Yeah, I have uh, got pregnant very early on. I actually got pregnant as a sophomore in high school. And I gained, like, 80 pounds during my pregnancy. I was pretty active at, in high school at that point. And Dude, that's so I was, odd. Because you would think... When you're younger, your metabolism is like kicking. It's like well, kicking off, right? Yes and yes and no. Um, I had definitely stopped like growing at that at the point that I had gotten pregnant, and I went from being super active, like walking all the time, to literally being a couch potato eating potatoes in Texas. Mm -hmm. So, I I was in softball. I was playing sports and everything. I weighed about 130 pounds. Not that weight really matters too much, but. I did weigh around 130 pounds at that point, and by the time I um, gave birth to my daughter, I weighed 213, so I gained 80 pounds during my pregnancy, roughly, and um, it took me a good two and a half years to like really lose it all, um, and I did it all at home, no gym or anything. I just started to eat healthier. I had a lot of predisposition to um, having poor relationships with nutrition and food and diet culture. Um, and that really set me up for like the idea of eating less is how you lose weight. But mm. between that and exercise and just getting a more active lifestyle in, um, routine, 
like I was working, I was going to college full time. Um, I was able to actually lose the 80 pounds over a course of two years on my own. Okay, let's pause for a really quick commercial break. I have to let you in on something, but I'm sure you already know about it. The MW Wine Club is finally here. This wine club is a virtual happy hour held over Zoom and hosted by yours truly, featuring new wines from around the world. Join me as we try new sips, learn from real wine industry professionals, raise money for charity, mix cocktails, play games, compete in giveaways, and so much more. The best part is, it's absolutely free, and you can join from the comforts of home. Get insider wine tips in your sweats. To support the Sterling Lives Foundation, you can become a MW Wine Club VIP. All events and details are available at themummywines.com. And I... That's, like, impressive for, like, a woman. Thank you. Because I feel like men go to the gym once, and they're, like, they have definition. But I feel like it's so much... And I I think it's funny because there's so many reels out there Mm -hmm. now that we're in the the world of reels on Instagram and TikTok. There's so Mm -hmm. many people, like, making jokes about it. Like, we're going to lose the quarantine 19 together. And, like, the guy eats a banana for a day, and he's, like all back to being shredded and she's still like just like I hate you and she just like eats chips like those are so funny to me but it's kind of like true it is actually very true our bodies just work differently yeah so women actually hold on to fat easier than men do and think about it this way like women have breasts women typically have larger um butts you know like women tend to hold fat in the mid region of the body easier than men do. Oh, trust me, um, I know. Yes. That's like my, if I could change anything, it's like my mid mm-hmm. region. I'm also somebody who bloats, so it's like really frustrating. A lot of women do bloat, and a lot of that has to do with our menstrual cycle as well. Um, but the thing with between men and women that's significantly different is the rate of our metabolism. Everybody's metabolism, in fact, is different. Nobody's metabolism will mirror an exact other person's. Um, it has to do with genetics. It has to do with activity levels. It has to do with, um, any underlying conditions that you might have or might be predisposed to through genetics. It has to do with the type of food that you eat. Um, the amount of sleep that you get. How does somebody figure that out? A lot of it, um, there's a lot of testing that you can do testing for, um, micronutrients and like the blood level and everything. So testing vitamin levels, because a lot of the vitamins that you actually get in your day-to-day life are consumed through foods, but also through, um, just really learning what works and experimenting with nutrition, figuring out what works best for your body, um, figuring out how to calculate your basal metabolic rate. So your basal metabolic rate is actually your resting heart rate. So your heart rate with very little activity to no activity, basically if you're waking up, um, and then just sitting on the couch for a little bit, that is your basal metabolic rate. So that, that's me and yours. I drink coffee in the morning. Yeah. And based on how much you eat throughout the day is how much energy your body is taking in. You have to also account for that energy within your daily activity levels. So that's where weight loss can be like really tricky for people. (laughs) 
But going back to your original question of how like I really got into fitness is I realized um, after pursuing a degree in art and wanting to continue to become a high school art teacher, I learned very quickly in the public education system in Washington state that I just was not interested in teaching people in a public, a public education setting because kids don't want to be in school. Kids just don't want to learn. Kids want to sit there and draw like boobs all day. (laughs) But if I wanted to teach people, I want to teach. Yeah. I want to teach people who want to be taught and people who want to be taught are people who are also very into fitness or wanting to get fit and wanting to have somebody coach them and guide them. Um, It was around the time that my sister actually passed that I really tuned into learning how to follow my own dreams and tuned into having to really figure out what it was that I wanted to do in my life because I was no longer okay with just sitting back and doing a day-to-day nine-to-five job where I was like stocking shelves in a Whole Foods, you know, like I, mind you, I absolutely loved that job. I met a lot of amazing people through that job, but I knew I wanted to do more. And I hear you. Yeah. I bounced around a lot before I finally found out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I think, I I think everybody bounces around quite a bit. And I mean, I'm still young too. So like I, I, I bounced around a lot between the ages of like 18 to about, 21 almost 22 ish and it was um right around the time that i was right before i turned 22 that i applied to get my nasm certification after i had been really like getting deep into fitness and understanding what fitness was um in 2019 after i lost my sister is when like fitness really took off for me as an adult um and i understood that i could really make a career out of it um Going back, though, to when I realized that fitness would always be really a, par- a big part of my life was when I was about 10 years old. <laughs> I remember this very distinctly. It was um, a pivotal moment for me in my life when I was about 10 years old. I was five feet tall. I was always pretty <laughs> tall as a kid until, you know, I hit like 12 and then I stopped really growing. I maybe grew like an inch every two years after that until about 16, but um, I was about five feet tall at 10 years old and I weighed 160 pounds, which is pretty chunky for a girl. Like I want to say chunky because I didn't really think of myself as fat until I was told I was fat. Um, But at that age, you're very impressionable. At that age, like you have this very heavy set, real like heavy set, opinion of yourself that's very misconstrued by the way that other people think of you and I didn't have people to really sit there and tell me like hey you have emotions and you have these things that you need to figure out for yourself in order to gauge what's going on for you I relied a lot on people telling me like what to do and my mom and my stepdad came home one day with a wee fit and they were like hey you're fat you really need to go lose some weight. Oh my, talk about tough love, Jesus. It was, it was tough, um, but a lot of, a lot of what got me to that point too at that time that a lot of parents don't recognize until like they have somebody to help them work through it and until they like start to realize for themselves that they have these 
poor nutrition habits and poor exercise routines because they didn't they weren't raised with that they weren't raised with a background and like hey like you need to make sure that you're eating healthy and then you can have your snacks here and there like that are like you know full of sugar full of like sodium you know whatever it is that it is that you enjoy um but they people don't grow up nowadays with healthy relationships with food right and that was something that i struggled with i watched my mom binge eat a lot um i watched my dad like buy really cheap food too you know like I was constantly fed sugar at my grandparents house and that's very common for a lot of people and I'm not saying it's cliche like you go to grandma's and they like make cookies or I remember baking all the time with my grandma or like eating um we would do sometimes like breakfast for dinner Mm -hmm. and we would do like she would make pancakes Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I don't know. I feel like, especially back in the day, especially if you're like a 90s baby like me. Me too. There was Captain Crunch. And oh, yeah. Reese, like, and can- ramen. Candy yeah. cereal. Like, cookie cereal. Yeah. Um, Peanut then, butter puffs. Oh, all the, uh, yeah, ramen. I remember, <laughs> I remember coming home from school mm-hmm. every single day, probably for six months. And you know, like, when you're a kid and you're on these, like, binges, I notice it in Milo. He goes through these phases where he'll eat, like, one thing, but, like, every day. And he'll, like, have to have that one thing at least once a day. And I was like that with ramen for, like, six months. Yeah, I... Chicken whenever, ramen after school. Yep, every day. whenever I was sick. <laughs> my mom was very against ramen, um, but we ate out a lot. Whereas my dad always had ramen in the house. And we had, like, ramen spaghetti sometimes we would have like it was just cheap and it was affordable for him and it made sense like food nowadays is very um it's it's marketed to be cheap when it's really really processed and that is a lot of why we have the issues of obesity in america that we do um because cheap food is easily like able to be mass produced and when it's mass produced like that they have to pump it full of preservatives because it's not like grade a material you know it's not that grass-fed organic like really great quality stuff and yeah you do pay for what you get you know with it um but a lot of it is also made to be like very addictive for you like there are so many studies out there that show that like sugar is addictive it's as addictive as cocaine for instance oh i i can tell like there are times like i'll be walking around and lately i've been getting really good at like identifying it Mm -hmm. but like i am somebody who like has cravings yeah like i'm a craving person and it's not that i think that like cravings aren't normal i think cravings for food are like totally normal but i think cravings are also like a response from your body telling you that you're missing something um and one thing that like i really neglected as a kid was growing in tune with um my body's responses to external input essentially like the food that i was eating the amount of activity i was getting the content I was watching on television, you know, the ideas of how to handle your own mindset that I was hearing from others. And as a parent now, like I've really taken on the responsibility of having to learn and adapt to what it is that I particularly want to instill my daughter with. So then she doesn't have to 
deal with the same like obstacles that I dealt with in those areas because those obstacles can set you up for needing that external validation into adulthood can set you up for you know struggling with your weight not knowing how to have a healthy relationship with exercise not knowing what you enjoy about exercise not knowing what you enjoy about food and especially not being in tune with your body's natural responses to stimuli before the pandemic hit i was honestly struggling to juggle it all getting up getting ready getting milo up getting him ready getting both of us out the door rushing to daycare leaving him in the uncertain care of a stranger, then sitting in the stresses of rush hour traffic, paying for parking in the garage of my downtown high-rise office, skipping lunch and then leaving early just to be able to pick him up from daycare on time. Corporate finance didn't match me as a solo parent, and that's why I chose to build my home bookkeeping business. You might not be in the exact same situation, but whatever your need for flexibility is, I created my home bookkeeper course just for that. Professional and lifestyle flexibility. My course is now for a limited time being offered for only $99. In this course, I share everything I've learned about building and scaling my very own home bookkeeping practice. Enroll now at edjconsultinggroup.com under resources. As many of you know, finance is my profession. When I'm not here laughing, sipping, and chatting with all of you. I have over a decade of financial industry experience, and financial wellness is such a passion of mine. Like many things in the world, finances tend to look a little differently for women, even in today's generation. Webull has simplified the stock market and investing game with an easy-to-navigate, zero-commission platform that has free, real-time quotes, multi-platform accessibility, 24-7 online help, and extended trading hours. If you're looking to increase your financial portfolio and set up your retirement IRA and start investing in yourself Click the link in the show notes below to receive two free stocks on me. See, one of the things that you brought up earlier is you were talking about like becoming a fitness coach. Mm -hmm. Um, so like I didn't have like a fitness background. Mm -hmm. I'm not somebody who was like, I did sports sometimes. I was an active kid. I think I got relatively lucky with the metabolism. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say relatively because I'm like really surprised I'm not 500 million pounds right now. Um, <laughs> but like I also wasn't like a Kendall Jenner body mm -hmm. type. Um, but like one of the things is, is like no matter how much research I did, it's, it was definitely not something that I was personally passionate about, but I, when I started having to work out for the first time after having Milo, mm -hmm. like I wasn't living the active lifestyle I did as a teenager or in college. Um, I was a mom. I was spending more time at home. I was like obviously not as active. Breastfeeding helped, but like... Mm -hmm. Once you settle down and you have, like, a family and you get into a routine of, like, okay, making dinner, playing with kids, like, you kind of, like, the whole settling down, like, you mm. little, like, literally settle down. 
Like, yeah. when I was in high school, I was running back and forth to class. I was playing sports. And then in college, I was walking from, like, my car from the parking lot to class. Mm-hmm. And I was out and about all the time with my friends and going downtown and all this stuff. So, like, my lifestyle really slowed down. Um, and, you know, I'm not, I, I'm a bookkeeper. I'm a finance person. I'm mm-hmm. not a fitness person. So, I got to this point where I was like, oh my God, like I need to start working out. And so that's when like a fitness coach kind of came in handy. Um, and they had them at the gym I was at. Like I, I started like doing classes mm-hmm. um, at the gym or like looking up videos on YouTube. But one of the things that I think is really handy about like the fitness coaching industry is that mm-hmm. they're able to see things from an unbiased third party kind of point of view. Mm-hmm. Like you are able to look at your clients, listen to your clients and see things about them that they might not see because they are so like obviously biased because mm-hmm. it's about themselves. Um, so like if I tell you like, Oh my God, like I've been having these crazy sugar cravings. I don't know what it is. I have a sweet tooth. You could probably be like, well, maybe you're deficient and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And honestly, (laughs) there's a lot of studies that show that um, sugar craving is very closely related to lack of protein in the diet. I've also been told that when I have sugar cravings, it's because I need to eat smaller meals more frequently throughout the day. Yeah. Because your glucose is running low. Because yeah, I basically drink coffee and then eat dinner. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because you're you're not managing your glucose very well and that that causes either spikes or um lows in your glucose which causes you to actually have like crashes energy crashes because oh, dude yeah your my body, life is a roller coaster <laughs> that's why people tend to rely on a lot of energy or like energy drinks or ca- caffeine coffee like sorts of caffeine in general honestly um and one thing that people don't really really realize is that they're getting a lot of spikes in sugar with that too because of those drinks being like jam-packed full of sugar like going to starbucks you know not that those things are bad and not that people should like completely cut them out because one thing that is really missing in diet culture nowadays um first of all diet culture it just not no one diet will fit everybody's specific life you know like you you are somebody who prefers to eat one meal a day oh i don't i just get busy you get busy (laughs) you're you've created a habitual routine like you've got a habit of eating one meal a day and then consuming most of your calories if you get the option to you know or if you think to like sit down and eat you don't always go to cook or like you have snack foods on hand you know for you throughout the day whereas i'm somebody that like eats three to five meals a day like i eat three oh pretty God. large how do meals. you get anything done you drink all this water and eat all this food <laughs> because if um, i drink as much water as you drink i would be peeing every two minutes not even kidding i do pee quite a lot <laughs> i mean you've been in the car with me like emma when i have to pee i have to pee she's like run into my house like multiple (laughs) times like i'm not even out of the car yet and she's like i have to be hey you know what that's that's also a side effect of being a mom but yeah it's the truth like after pushing a baby out like you're you just have to pee 
when you have to pee. <laughs> and like, I'm very vocal about when I have to pee. But <laughs> um, that's not why we're here. <laughs> but no, so it's it's really based on your body's metabolism. You have to accommodate your body's metabolism. And depending on what your goals are is really where you're going to fall in line with like certain types of exercise routines, you know? Um, and then also figuring out what nutrition standards like work best for you. Like everything is in line with what it is that you want to do with your body. If you just want to get to a level of maintenance after losing like say 10 to 20 pounds, maybe a little bit more, then we might have to first, like depending on how many meals a day you're currently consuming, we might have to adjust your calories to like boost your calories up so then we can put you in a calorie deficit safely where you're still eating at a maintenance calorie level of no less than 1500 is what I recommend for like my clients um, in terms of being in a calorie deficit. Um, and that's the lowest that I will ever go with them. Um, but you have to work your metabolism up to where your body can safely go into a calorie deficit. Because if say you started a calorie deficit eating say a thousand calories a day, you would go into, your body would basically be sitting in starvation mode and you would only be able to like cut back so much on calories before your body started to deteriorate on you and before your body started to break down because you would be trying to push yourself with exercise and if you burn two to 300 calories in, an, in like a, a workout, an hour long workout, then oh, right. your body is going to use that energy that you consumed in food to make up for the calories that you just burned and then you will have only consumed essentially 700 calories for the day. So you created a plan mm -hmm. called the Busy Mom Blueprint. Yes. Okay. Tongue twister for me, I guess. Apparently not you. <laughs> I don't know. I only got through six times of saying it before I started <laughs> to mess up. So as a mom, I mm -hmm. am somebody who struggles so much with, especially throughout the pandemic and quarantine and mm -hmm. COVID and whatever, um, with gyms and activity centers being closed, how do you get people like me, busy moms, to safely, effectively, like, f just fit health and wellness and fitness into their life? Because... I've gotten very used to being at home. Stay home, stay safe. You know, I count my calories with sips. So <laughs> tell me how this plan works and share with everybody listening a little bit more about it and what kind of sparked the creation of this. Because I've been interested to hear more, but I keep telling you, I'm like, no, save it for the podcast. Save <laughs> it for the podcast. That is very true, you have. <laughs> so the Busy Mom Blueprint really came about when I was a busy mom going to college. I was working three full-time, or not three full-time jobs. I was going to college full-time. So that was about 20 hours a week. And I was working three part-time jobs on top of it. So I was working 70 hours a week on top of about 20 hours of just classes on top of another 20 hours of book work and like creating art. Um... And I didn't really have time to, you know, take care of myself. And that experience taught me really how to prioritize taking care of myself. Um, along with like what followed after that, that same year that I graduated from college um, and stopped working the three jobs part-time and moved to only working one full-time job is I lost my sister. And in losing my sister, I went into this 
really negative coping method of binge drinking and <laughs> binge eating um, Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So I would binge drink about a six pack of IPAs a night and I would binge or I would binge eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's peanut butter half baked because at the time I was vegan. Um, and that was a very beneficial lifestyle choice for me, actually. I learned a lot about food and nutrition and like really how to grow more in tune with what my body needed um, in terms of like protein. Because as a vegan, you really have to focus on like how to source your protein from multiple sources in one meal. Um, and I just grew very comfortable in the kitchen and learning how to meal prep for myself. Um, well, but, uh, eating five to six times a day, you would have to meal prep. Yeah. Cause yeah. you would be like Betty Crocker with like your apron just in the kitchen all day. Not, not always. I mean, five to six meals every <laughs> single day. Like get out of here. Who has time for that? Well, I learned what I preferred and I learned really what I didn't like and what was easy and what I could like manage for my family. And I learned how to do it on a budget too. Um, cause that's also another struggle of like being a mom, like not working in like a very successful career. You know, I was still working retail at the time, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my art degree. And then, um, I was uh, learning how to co-parent at the time as well. Cause my daughter was going, she would spend a week with me and then a week with her dad. And my boyfriend at the time was working two jobs and we had a lot of roommates. So I had to really get good at meal prepping and labeling things in order to make sure that everything was prepared for me for the week. Um, at the time I was also in a leadership course, uh, trying to work on a lot of personal development. But what I learned is that health and fitness is something that you take on, like taking charge of like becoming healthier in those areas and creating a lifestyle change for you in that. Um, area going from say eating out at Taco Bell and McDonald's it's one depreciating of your bank account of course it is very expensive it's very expensive to eat out even at fast food you know especially with how they market things to make it all new and everything but they of course add a little bit extra money to it mm -hmm. um, so everything does become more expensive over time and I mean the dollar just like constant inflation on things um, so yes, my McDonald's double cheeseburger with no onions is no longer a dollar nineteen. It's what like a dollar two twenty nine. Two twenty nine. There you go. Sons of bitches. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned that I had to figure out how to manage my time in a way that I could also focus on the grief of losing my sister, um, prioritize being a mom, and also take care of my health because I recognized for myself that I was able to show up better for my family when I was regularly active because it gives you that extra boost or the extra boost of serotonin and dopamine release. You know, when you are eating Endorphins. and when you are exercising regularly, if you're eating healthier foods, your body is not left to process a lot of like over chemicalized and over processed foods that like your body doesn't know how to break down naturally um, because what people don't understand and what we've had a lot of research uh, introduce into you know society over the past 20 years is that a lot of the neurotransmitters that give us signals of like joy and like emotional responses during our day de derives and develops in the gut first 
And that is very closely related to the food that we consume. It's like if you end up feeling like shit after eating a large fry and a milkshake Mm -hmm. at Wendy's or McDonald's, it's very closely related to the fact that that food was not nourishing for you. It lacked a lot of the vitamins and nutrients that you needed. Um, And when it comes to exercise, people who have a regular exercise routine, they have an easier time, you know, being productive. They have an easier time sticking to routines. They're healthier because they're actually like getting better sleep at night. It helps to level out their energy. It helps to level out their metabolism instead of, you know, sitting on the couch, which so many of us are so accustomed to doing right now because of COVID. Right. Which is a huge struggle. Dude, um, I'm like, I am not like, I don't know. I, I am like a Lorelai Gilmore mom, okay? <laughs> I enjoy watching TV, watching a good movie, sitting on the couch. But like, I am getting to the point where I'm like, okay, Like, I'm Mm kind of done with this. And I remember when I was going to the gym after I had Milo and I started working out, it was the first time I'd ever stepped foot in a gym. Mm -hmm. Was, I was 27 years old, 26 years old, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Probably 26. First time ever in a gym in my entire life. First of all, fucking terrified. There's like slamming things clinking around men making like these funky like barbaric animal jungle noises (laughs) (laughs) was that tarzan enough for you yeah like tarzan (laughs) like i'm like what the hell is going on like am i in a zoo Uh um or those like big olympic weightlifters just dropping heavy ass weights everywhere it was insane Mm -hmm. it was total madness and i was like okay i found my comfort zone the cardio area. Mm-hmm. I was with my senior citizen ladies. You know, we were just watching some Wendy Williams in the morning. <laughs> we are just like getting our power walk on, you know. It was a great time. But regardless of what I was doing, I, I did feel a lot better back then. And mm-hmm. I was like mentally more clear. Like there are days that we've all talked about mental health on this podcast before that I struggled or that I just felt like cloudy. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, it was almost like blurry vision. Like it was hard for me to concentrate on things. I was like, Oh my God, like, do I have ADD? And I'm like, I went to the doctor and the doctor's like, no, you don't have ADD. You're just like, you just freaking got to rein it in, get your Mm -hmm. shit together. (laughs) Well, what you really gotta, you gotta think about, think about when we were, you know, before civilization had adapted to modern technology and before civilization had really taken on the idea of consumerism, um, we were primates, you know, looking for food and hunting for our food. And as the human species evolved, we developed bigger brains because we had to learn and think of new ways to hunt. We had to think of ways to gather our food and to stay safe and to maintain survival. And that involved a lot more activity. Oh, yeah. A lot more activity. And it involved a lot of trial and error. Now, we live in a very, very laid back, in a sense, society where everything is now done for us. We don't have to go gather firewood to turn on lights in our house. We don't I mean, unless you're in Texas right now, to be (laughs) fair. But 
major props oh, to everybody my in Texas. Ex but is living in Texas. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, mine live in Washington State. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that is it's something that like you have to really attribute to human evolution. Um, our brains don't really rely as much on you know that external stimulus of activity anymore to maintain the safety that we need we have that safety built up around us um there, you don't when i lived in salt lake i didn't even have to leave my house at all when, exactly until i moved back to nevada i was like quarantine what like i had groceries delivered doordash postmates mm -hmm. you could do um target pickups target yeah. has everything you need literally yeah. everything you could ever need and it's not that society has made us lazy in a sense it's more so that society has made us seek out convenience codependent yeah because we are so stuck in this we're, we're so stuck in this like cycle of working nine to five or longer working 40 40 plus hours a week nowadays that we don't have time to actually sit back and find out what we enjoy about life. Like, what we enjoy doing in the outdoors. We don't have time to enjoy the outdoors anymore. We don't have time I to think that's really changing. There's cook. so many people. Like, I've talked about it a couple times mm -hmm. on this podcast and on my social media. But there's so many people who are just going to a more sustainable... Because, like, they're sick of it. And I think mm -hmm. COVID is... And the pandemic is what is pushing that even more like there's so many more people back even just like a couple years ago mm -hmm. people would like call me hippy dippy when I bought like bamboo toilet paper but like now it is like a common thing like people are more mm -hmm. they're just going back to the roots more sustainability more eco-friendly and, and I like think even homesteading is becoming more popular. Yeah, I think that that's because those conversations are really being brought up now. Um, like our parents' generation didn't really have much knowledge on this. They were raised in like the brick and mortar, like Reagan era education sort of, you know? Oh yeah. You got to open an office or a store and the only thing you had to worry about was Russia. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> and like as long as you had canned goods and a bunker, you were good. <laughs> You know, but what we like, what we're really understanding is that we are looking for a more peaceful society, a society where we don't have to like work so hard to maintain a life that we love, where our generation is very focused on making life easier without stress and without like the need to be so codependent. But we want to also find a way to make things more sustainable and the busy mom blueprint really dials down to finding a way to make health and fitness really fit and applicable to your lifestyle as you want it to be um and what i like to focus on in the busy mom blueprint is meeting you as like a person of support through your health and fitness journey by being that guide in order to help lead you in the right direction of what to do for workouts, whether it's at home or in the gym. Most of my clients currently are at home um, because they are, of course, you know, very limited. They don't have a lot of time to go to the gym. And that's Hashtag something to pandemic life, not even just pandemic life, being a busy mom or being a busy dad, a busy parent in general, 
you are very set in the structure of depending on how many kids you have, how much you have to work. Mm. And when you don't have time to like, when, when you're working so much, you just don't want to go anywhere else. You want to go home. You want to spend time with the kids. You want to, you know, sit down and watch direct TV, which I know not many people have anymore because Netflix and Hulu, <laughs> but, um, and stars and outlander. Um, but yeah, new segment coming soon. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, but no, you, people really just want to focus on their home life because that's a source of comfort for them. We look for comfort now more than anything. And for most people, that comfort also involves little to no activity because our brains are going faster than our bodies are. Hey, wine moms. I am proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wines has reached over $6 million in donations. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry. Blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques, each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is just as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 million to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted an entire forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, then sip with purpose. OneHopeWines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. And if you have a cause that you would like to support, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to host a wine fundraiser with you. Check out the link in the show notes below. Okay, I have to tell you a secret. Coffee is literally one of my food groups. Having my son home with me all year, expanding my practice, EDJ Consulting Group, relaunching my super fun and spooky podcast, Tales After Dark, and running our eco-friendly pet shop, The Fetching Barker, it's honestly what keeps me moving and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee Over Cardio is my go-to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur, Abby Scott, and it's all carb-free sugar-free, keto-friendly, and gluten-free. Like, seriously? It's totally guilt-free. With super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, French toast, vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more, you can't go wrong. Coffee Over Cardio even has all your coffee accessories like tumblers, frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate that you can add to coffee or water. Upping the flavor and the hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off when you use code 10 Don and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10 Don. The link is in the show notes below. 
And when our brains are going faster than our bodies are, our brains are like, what the heck are you doing trying to get more active? That's intimidating. It's overwhelming. Dude, I feel that for sure. When you've hit that point, though, that you realize that that's very, like, it's limited your ability to play with your kids. It's limited your ability to actively go and work on home improvement or be out and be social with your friends or go explore the world like you want to it really starts to stack up on you and it starts to build until you realize that enough is enough. And that's what the point that my clients have hit when they've come to me is that they've realized that they're done living a life of relying on dino nuggies and microwave pizzas because they're too tired to cook when they get home. And they're, they've realized that the food that they're eating has started to cause them energy crashes just as much as the stress of work And they're realizing that, like, hey, I have felt better, you know, when I am active, you know, that releases stress for me. It helps me, you know, unwind and it helps me get a breath of fresh air in a sense, mentally and physically. And what it really comes down to is that they notice that they grow a healthier mindset when their nutrition and their exercise, their activity is in line with the life that they want to live. And so I meet my clients 100% wherever that they're, wherever they're at, including their kids in nutrition, helping them figure out how to navigate the waters of picky eaters. Because again, I mean, I did have a daughter who had to adapt to being vegan after eating McDonald's after McDonald's Happy Meal because mommy worked 70 plus hours a week um, and didn't really have time to cook at the time. Um, but it's really about like figuring out how to make your goals and your dream lifestyle fit the life that you have now because that is something that everybody deserves and if you aren't the person teaching your kids how to live a life that they want and how to be active and how to be mindful of their nutrition and how to grow in tune with their body and their mindset so this is like something that you can do together oh yeah 100 percent this is something that I do with Jamie all the time. Jamie actually gives me 100% of my like inspiration for mommy and me workouts. She'll come <laughs> into my office when I'm working out and she'll be like, hey mom, can I work out with you? And I'm like, yeah, you got five pounds weight, five pound weights right there. My six-year-old loves to lift her five pound weights up over her head and oh do push presses. Oh my god, don't even tell me that and... because that's like I think my weights. No, mine are ten. So I'm like she's tried the ten pounds twice pounders. as badass as her, but still she can she can deadlift <laughs> she can deadlift some ten pounders for like a good solid three or four reps right now. I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> My kid likes to flex her muscles with me and, like, often asks if we can record TikToks of us working out together. Um, but the kids on TikTok are hilarious. I'm I'm still, like, unsure how I feel about it, but it there are quite a few funny ones. So one of the main things that you talk to me about so much is the power of accountability. Yes. Because that's what I've told you, and I think I've even said it on this podcast if you're a listener. Um, But I am like, if I get up, I get in my car, I drive Mm -hmm. all the way to the gym, and I work out, I can do that. I can fit that into my routine. But Mm -hmm. when I'm at home... And I'm comfy on my couch and I'm watching a new episode of Outlander or a new episode of the season three of Good Girls. Mm-hmm. And I am like, eh, I'll, get, I'll like do it later, you know? Mm-hmm. 
like your fitness coaching is like full service. It's oh, accountability. Yeah. You create the workouts yourself, mm-hmm. the nutrition guides yourself. You're doing yep. this whole thing. Like you're not partnered with another company. You're nope. not a coach for some kind of MLM fitness thing. You'd create all of this yourself. Yep. And that's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It, it's definitely a lot of work, but it's the work that like I've done for myself and I've done for other people already. And it's basically just taking the in-person training experience and making it more personable and making it fit your lifestyle and your schedule rather than fitting the brick and mortar schedule of a coach that works, say, 4.30 to 1.30 in the afternoon. That wouldn't fit your busy life, lifestyle and schedule of working, say, 9 to 5. That's one of the things I noticed mm-hmm. is because when I was living here in Elko the first time, I was like fully capable of eating healthy, making all of our meals, prepping if I needed to, because I would prep healthy snacks for the week. I would shop more often and I would work out all the time. Mm -hmm. But when I moved to Utah and I took those work contracts, I was no longer close to my gym, so I had to cancel my membership. And then I also was working so I was like not only working but carpooling. Like mm-hmm. I had to like commute. Commute, I guess is what I should say. Um, so I was like getting my ELO up, getting him dressed, which was a battle every day, rushing him to daycare, mm-hmm. sitting in an hour to an hour and a half of traffic, and then going to work for eight, nine hours a day, mm-hmm. coming home. And it just like the lifestyle that we were living when I felt like my mind was the most clear, when I felt like we were the healthiest, I was at like the best weight. I wasn't at the lowest weight I ever was, but I was like, my like sizes were the lowest. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It It is hard to balance work, mm-hmm. family, or even especially now, like when things have been closed or holding yourself accountable when you're like really comfy on the couch binge watching your favorite show. Yeah. Like I've done twice. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's honestly, it really comes down to finding what feels good for you. And that is something that people are so neglectful of because we have so many different influences like that we see on our day-to-day life. We have thousands and thousands of ads coming in. We have thousands and thousands of, you know, different new marketing strategies coming in from, you know, the radio or from like, we've got stresses at work coming into play. Our stressors are so externalized now that it's like, we aren't stressing for survival. We're more so just stressing with trying to manage the overwhelm and the overwhelm of being a parent also includes trying to make sure that your kids are also living a healthy life. And what it comes down to is you want to find a life that a lifestyle that's more enjoyable for you for your kids and that also fits your busy work schedule and the best way to do that is to start at home and to find somebody that's willing to meet you there and how I do so is I do weekly check-in calls with my clients I if depending on the type of accountability needs that they have I will check in with them daily I offer 24-7 support to them, obviously within reason. If you message me at 1 a.m., I will message you within 24 hours, not right at 20 or right at 1 a.m. Um, I write workouts. Well, you know, based. you are a person. You're a yeah. human being. Who I'm needs also a mom, you know? Sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, 
I also like write workouts based on what you have available to you, also what you enjoy about exercise because that's where a lot of the mindset aspect of this comes in. You're not going to continue to progress in something that you're not actually enjoying. Like if it's Mm. say cardio and you hate cardio, I wouldn't have you do cardio all the time. I'd have you go lift up some weights or if it's a dance that you prefer to do, I'd have you dancing in your living room. If it's body weight exercise that you prefer to do or if it's running and you want to get up to like a mile in under 10 minutes, you know, that's something that we learn to work with for you and we navigate based on your lifestyle. If it's morning workouts that you prefer rather than evening workouts, we figure that out. If you have to work out on your half hour lunch break at work, we fit your workout to match the amount of time that you are able to commit to your health and fitness. I meet you 50% of the way to figure out what it is that you're able to commit to and where we can make this happen in your schedule. Um, With nutrition, I don't obviously prescribe meal guides or meal plans particularly. I do um, help navigate the waters though of what I know to be good for you for your nutrition. Um, I do help you calculate your macros, your calories, your um, tracking and teach you how to track and monitor portion control in line with your goals. Um, I just can't prescribe specific meal plans because I am not a dietitian. Um, or a nutritionist. I am just a certified personal trainer through NASM, but I do have a lot of experience with nutrition. And the thing that I focus on most often with nutrition is learning how to establish healthier habits with food and healthier relationships with food. Because people don't realize that food is such a heavy part of culture and that we shouldn't be living in a life where we are restricting things that we enjoy. That we enjoy. We want to live an enjoyable life. And if you're cutting wine out or if you're cutting carbs carbs out because somebody on, you know... That's trash talk. Don't say it, that again. That should be against the law. It should be against I'm the law. I'm holding you accountable for your hate speech. I'm not saying your hate speech. <laughs> I'm just saying that is hate speech because you need to have a healthy relationship with wine if it's something that brings you joy. Well, yeah. Imagine if like... So I dated this guy. He was Italian. And he mm-hmm. would have Sunday dinners with his family every... Sunday, like Sunday family dinner. Mm -hmm. And it would be probably, oh my God, it was like potluck style. Like each person would make some kind of dish or appetizer or whatever and bring it over. I am talking like six different types of pasta, like desserts, appetizers, bottles and bottles and bottles of wine. Mm -hmm. Like full blown Italian Sunday style dinner, right? (laughs) And, uh, like, imagine if you were, like, somebody who was talking to a fitness coach who was like, oh, well, if you want to lose weight, you better, you know, do a bunch of cardio and cut out carbohydrates. Like, imagine how unrealistic that is. No, your body... For, like, if my ex-boyfriend wanted to lose weight, which he doesn't because he's six foot four, redhead, another redhead, and, uh, (laughs) like, very thin and and gorgeous, but... Um, yeah, like that just like doesn't, I don't know. I feel like that would be bad fitness coach advice. It is bad fitness coach advice. It's just like un- that's unobtainable. Yeah. And with all the dietary restrictions that people have nowadays, it's not always the most achievable for people. It's not easy for people and people look for nutrition to be easy. And especially with being a parent, you've got kids that are picky eaters. And when you have picky eaters, what the heck are you going to do aside from give them, you know, the quesadilla with ketchup or like peanut butter and jelly sandwich or the ramen 
or the nuggies, you know? Like, you got to figure out how to get your kids to eat healthier so then they're not struggling with eating and eating disorders or, you know, negative relationships with certain foods because they think that vegetables are gross when they're older because then they're going to end up with, like, micronutrient deficiencies. They're going to end up not getting the type of nutrients and vitamins that they need, and they're also going to grow up having a lot of food aversions. You talk so much about food, diet, health, wellness, mental health, fitness, all kinds of stuff on your social media. I do. So share with everybody listening where they can catch you online. So I'm primarily on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. Um, Yeah, Instagram is for the real. Um, (laughs) For Emma's reels, what? No, I'm getting there too. Um, But I do... I've been getting in the habit of starting a trend of like weekly workouts on Wednesdays. It's workout Wednesday. Um, There is one reel up about that currently for you guys on Instagram. My handle is amethyst.airs. And that is also in the show notes for you guys. Yes, I will leave it in the show notes below. Yes. Um, And on Facebook, again, um, it is the Busy Mom Blueprint. Um... And you can also just find me on Facebook as Amethyst Airs. Um, on TikTok, I am Coach Am or Amethyst.Airs as well. Um, I'm starting out on TikTok in a sense, <laughs> sharing random metalhead moments with my kid too. No, it's, <laughs> totally super creepy. Creepy. it's super creepy. Hey, we all got to learn how Is to that navigate. Is a filter? Please tell me it's, it's a filter. filter. Okay. It's a filter. I don't have black contacts, Emma. <laughs> I'm not that much of a metalhead. I was I'm, like, I'm a metalhead. It's a filter. Like, my art that I murdered, yes, but still, it's it's not it's not contacts but yes you can find me there um and yeah i i do have an offer for you guys too Ooh. okay i i am so unaware of what this is because i told her to save it for the podcast (laughs) and i feel like if i say save it for the podcast one more time she's gonna punch me in the face with her tire lifting arms and i'm really scared (laughs) um so the offer that i am offering to you guys is If you hop on an application call with me, you decide to sign up for the Busy Mom Blueprint. I am offering one month on me of training for whatever program you guys do sign up and sign up for. And that is a value of like 300 plus dollars that you guys would be saving if you guys signed up after DMing me or signing up with the application. Um, mommy wines if you guys send me that dm on instagram saying mommy wines i will give you guys that one month on me discount oh that's so nice thank you i try (laughs) oh you guys are gonna love that that's such a good deal so just dm her on instagram mommy wines yeah and that application link too will be in the show first folks (laughs) dm her mommy wines from the Mommy Wines podcast. That's exactly it. <laughs> Super easy to remember. I don't think you can forget that one. No. Unless you're maybe like two bottles in. I don't think Mommy beers. Yeah. <laughs> like Sam Adams thought. <laughs> oh my god. god. I cannot even handle that. I gotta talk to you about that when we're done. I'm, I'm so done with that. All right. Everyone, go follow Amethyst and her Busy Mom Blueprint on Instagram. And by the time this comes out, I'm sure you're going to be having more TikToks. So see what she is up to over on TikTok if you are a TikToker person. 
TikTok, TikToker. I feel TikTok. like the alligator in Peter Pan now. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. I feel like Captain <laughs> Hook because everyone didn't age except for him, and I am feeling his vibe right now. Yeah, Emma is a totally against TikTok. I am an elderly senior citizen. Okay, give me my my Instagram and I'll be fine. <laughs> but yes, go follow her. Use the uh, promotional code Mommy Wines when you reach out to her for health, wellness, and fitness coaching and advice. Yeah, thank you guys for listening, and it's been great chatting with you, Emma. As thank always. you for being my guest. Of course, I and feel thank like you we, for having me. I feel like we planned for you to be my guest, and then like accidentally became best friends, and now we're finally getting around to the podcast, and it's been... Are you a fan of the Mommy Wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wines storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines Podcast make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.